This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Yo, she-bitch. Let's go. Citizens, welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that's got a boomstick. Sure does. It's got it right here. It's right here. Right here in this audio medium. It's right here. Holding it <laughs> high above my head, showing everybody around. Wait, I should have said this is the show that's got a, a walking skeleton that's that's ginger. Because the ginger skull Dave Novak's here. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the wait, no, I'm all oh, bad. God, I'm the out. ginger skull. What? He did, did you write something out? No, that was it. Are you sure? It was it. I saw you look down like you were about to read something. It sounds like you got it wrong, too, First and then off, tried to fix I got, it. I got it right. I said, good, bad. I'm the guy with the, wait, no, I'm all bad. I'm the juice. You know what? Fuck you guys. It would have been great. <laughs> uh, I hate you. Is this supposed to be a catchphrase or something? Well, I mean, yeah, him, him fucking up is the catchphrase. That's kind of like just his move. No, well, well the line is good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. That's what the character yeah. says. And I was going to say, wait, I'm all bad because I'm the ginger skull. Roll with it. We're good. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good, it's great. Good job, buddy. Uh-huh. I've never been more proud of you. Aw. You know what? I don't need your accolades. <laughs> Didn't give them. Don't worry. Uh, good, because I don't want them. <laughs> Today we are talking about Army of Darkness from 1993, directed by the Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi. Dave, I know you've seen this movie before. Brian, have you? I have not. And? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dave, if I can ask you to give a review in a sound, go. Boom. All right. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Okay. This is what happened when I put the ball in his court, though. It gets confusing. Sometimes onomatopoeic reviews are hard. Uh, For the record, anytime anybody ever says boom to anything, it's a good sign. For example, you have sexual intercourse, your partner says boom, it's a pretty good sign. That's fair. Or so I'm told. I've actually never heard that myself, but I've been told. (laughs) But I read it in a book. In In a a book. book. (laughs) I read it online. It was a fan fiction thing, whatever. No, uh, this. yeah, I, I don't think I need to... Hi, this this movie is fantastic. I love everything about it. I thought you were going to go with... That's for comedy sake. That could yeah, have worked. Point. You could have also gone with angry duding, like the skeleton army. <laughs> God, this movie's so good. It's, it's so phenomenal. Good. This was a, a listener request. It was. And they knocked it out of the park on this one. Crushed it. So thank you, Reed Peter. Crushed it. Yeah, absolutely. But gentlemen, before we go any further... Two pieces of business that the Ginger Skull needs to take care of first, if you don't mind. Business? Bi- uh, business oh, time? Business time, if you will. Business time. First and foremost. Right. I know what you're trying to say. Are you keeping your socks on? 
Uh, not only are my socks on, but I also have very adorable uh, slippers with them. So it's business. <laughs> yeah. Brian caught on. <laughs> I did not catch on, but I'm going to assume that that was a reference that was very funny. So Brian, congratulations on that one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm humorous. You're welcome. We all know that you're the favorite. Anyway, two pieces. Not of- wrong. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Let's listen. <laughs> Listeners of the podcast on Twitter, weigh in. Who's your favorite? Is it Brian or is it Dave? Do I get to vote? <laughs> no. Do you know how to use Twitter? It's still my no, barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> uh, Brian has instructed me on the proper way to use Twitter. Oh, you were doing it's embarrassing, it embarrassing, really? Huh? Yeah, I I twittered bad. Oh well, <laughs> me no Twitter, no good. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, we all kind of made fun of your Twitter skills. Yes, they were pretty abhorrent. Yeah, yeah. Pound sign bad. Nailed it. You're getting better. You're getting better. At Jack, at what's you. this business? Okay, you have two to take pieces care of. of business. First and foremost, I have not seen you both in person or virtually or whatever we call this new hellscape that is 2020. However, <laughs> gentlemen, congratulations on your huge milestone with this podcast. I feel like you're not about to congratulate us on 100 for some reason. You've had I feel the, like you're about to go. You've had the ginger yeah. skull on for six times. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There, it is. <laughs> there we go. Just waiting. First off, I didn't even count 100 as 100 because Spawn did not count as an episode. Probably right. It's yes. fair. I also, I don't really count not so super January. So, right. Really, we're next episode. We're getting there. We'll get to 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing uh, that we need to address, re- which is also in regards to your listening audience, this might surprise you. I actually do listen to the podcast. And two weeks ago, I have it written here, super number one, super dork. Is that correct, Stephen? Is it super dork? <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. I don't know. You if forgot a, short. You forgot the short part. I don't know if that's a typo or not. I'm sorry. Um, I'll just roll with it. Number one, super dork. Stephen had said that you guys had to fix <laughs> a super rating regarding Men in Black, otherwise you'd be quote no better than the Ginger Skull himself. End quote. And I just want to establish, for the record, that I agree with Steven, because you two are clearly no better than the Ginger Skull himself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you had any pride in your product, you would knock down that rating for Men in Black another .25 for right now. Doesn't feel warranted. In fact, do you want to put it back to where it was? (laughs) (sighs) So hear me out for a second. Uh So realistically, what I think it is is that Kyle did, like, it hit him in the feels a lot of times on that one. He kept saying, oh, I quote this all the time, I quote this all the time. So I think for Kyle and Kyle alone, we should, raise it, we should raise it half a point, in fact. Oh, wow. No, because that's going to give Steven what he wanted to. Oh, right. Uh, 0.25. All right. I like Kyle. Yeah. So <laughs> this is this is sort of like that philosophical experiment with the streetcar. Like you have two tracks. Do you hit one person or five people? Do you try to spite the ginger skull or do you try to spite number one super fan Steven? He's harder to hit. I He's think very small. We've oh. done a good job so far of in. Two straight episodes spiting each of you. Yeah. <laughs> I would personally just run that streetcar into the ground, but hey, you guys do you. That gives Men in Black a total super sub score of 11. Right. It's back to where it was. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. Why, why don't we do that? A movie that's better than Men in Black. Quote me on it. Hold on a second. I didn't, I, I didn't think I'd have to be fighting this battle today. Oh, fight it on. I like them both a lot. I don't think it's better, and that's how I'm just gonna, I'm just going to leave that there and not touch it for a while. Okay. There we go. Okay. I've heard that uh, in the bedroom. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Good pivot. Thank you. I'm the best. Jeremy Pivot. We begin, as we always do, with our main character, Ash, Bruce fucking Campbell, recapping the last two movies. Very quickly, 
Very quickly. This is a great recap, mostly because he didn't have time to do it since mo- this movie is only 81 minutes long. A yeah. sweet 81 minutes. I loved it. It's the best. Nothing better than a short movie. My favorite. Basically, it, the last two movies are about how he and his girlfriend, Linda, played by Bridget Fonda in a cameo that lasts as long as it takes to say the name Linda, <laughs> are both employees of S-Mart. And they went on vacation to an old cabin in the woods where they discovered the Necronomicon, unleashed demonic forces, eventually reading a spell to defeat them. And of course, this sends Ash and his Oldsmobile into a time vortex to be transported back to 1300 AD, as near as I can figure. Yeah. We've all been there. Happens every week. Yeah. And medieval England, by the way, looks a lot like Southern California, but that was a, a, an astounding observation. Yeah, that's, well, that's when, they, when they terraformed Southern California. They're like, we shall make it like ye old England. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows England is hot and dry. That's what it's famous for, yeah. in fact. Yep. Everybody's like, Mojave. Right. No, more yeah. like London. Exactly. <laughs> you sound like you're from Mojave! <laughs> <laughs> Ash is immediately suspected of being one of Duke Henry's men, a Scot at war with the English knights who found Ash. He's enslaved, his gun and chainsaw hand. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Brian tried to say his gun and chainsaw hand. Yes, and it came out as chainsaw. I don't yes. know what I said, but it was I don't know, wrong. but I loved it. Chainsaw hand. They're confiscated, and he's taken to Lord Arthur's castle. Lord Arthur. Lord, Lord no Arthur. relation. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Lord Arthur of Southern California. Had quite the simple Jack haircut. <laughs> yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. Simple Jack in the front. Kid Rock in the back. Oh, yeah. Right. A wise man, played by Ian Abercrombie, keeps Ash's weapons, believing the strange one to be a redeemer, foretold in prophecy to be the one who shall deliver mankind from the terror of the deadites. I have a quick question to ask you, Brian. Yeah. Were you expecting a time travel movie? No, not at all. (laughs) Not in the slightest. (laughs) I watched this with Brian, and I can't even describe to you the smile and the sounds that were coming out of his mouth of just joy. I was actually nervous going into this that Brian would be like, I don't know what all the hype is about. This movie was kind of stupid. What is this garbage? (laughs) Yeah. What did you think this movie was going to be about? I just assumed it was going to be your standard comedy horror fare. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it? With time travel? With time travel. Mm. That that was the part I wasn't expecting. So really, on mark, but I just didn't expect the 1300 setting. Throws you off every time. Every time. Ash is thrown into a pit where he fights off a couple of these deadites. They're like trying to kill him and stuff. <laughs> it's not even that. It's some other guy gets thrown in the pit first, and they're just waiting and the, like watching the pit. And then all of a sudden, there's just a geyser of blood that shoots out of this thing. And Ash just like, no, 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 no. Rather not go in there. Yeah. <laughs> but then I like when he gets thrown in there. He's just casually wandering around, like, all right, what the hell just geysered this man? What's gonna get me? Yeah. And the thing that gets him just starts throwing fisticuffs. Yeah. Just, I don't know how you get geysered from fisticuffs. Real angry, dead woman. Yeah. They actually called her uh, the pit bitch. That's so good. <laughs> and he gets punched in the face like eight or 12 times in a row. Just over eight or 12. Over. It's yeah. 12. Certainly not nine through 11. Oh, no. boy. 12 times in a row. Eight, 12. And he takes it on that chin of his because that chin is magnificent. That chin. Oh, the chin. It's a, it's a great chin. Oh. How has he not played Batman yet? I'm sure in some way, shape, or form he has in something. He, at this point, he has to. I mean, right? he is like King Shemp, so. What do you mean King Shemp? Oh, that's what, like a stand-in that you can't see their face? A fake Shemp? I still got nothing. I don't know what you're talking that's, about. That's a, that's a term. 
in filmmaking, it Dave. Is. I can't believe I'm teaching you something right now. Before. Ooh, Dave. The Shemp I know is Dave Three Stooges. Yes, but mm. while they were filming Three Stooges, Shemp died, and they yeah. had to finish four more episodes of Three Stooges. But then, how does Bruce Campbell fit into the fake Shemp? I don't understand. Like, did he stand in for some? I don't understand. Um, he has a frequent stand-in in Sam Raimi movies. I mean, he's a frequent cameo in Sam Raimi He is a frequent cameo, but he is also a frequent Shemp. Fake Shemp is actually used a lot in Raimi movies. In fact, this movie, in the credits, there are like five different Shemps. Did you know that you can use Shemp to make clothes? (laughs) (laughs) This Shemp concept is still confusing, because I understand what stand-ins are. They use them for lighting, obviously, and that's what they, instead of the actors being around. So I just don't understand why they would throw a- Well, it's not really a stand-in, it's on camera. Is it kind of like when the other actor doesn't feel like talking, like to play off? Cause that's, yeah, or that's, is dead. That's what they'll use for a stand. Okay. Okay. It's just another <laughs> fancy word for a stand-in. Got Basically. It. Got yeah, it. A shemp. Okay. Oh, it's keep saying it. Very frequent in <laughs> Sam Raimi movies. In fact, in Darkman, when he turns around at the end of the movie and he's Bruce Campbell, yeah. and the credits, Bruce Campbell is final shemp. Are, is Sam Raimi using the word shemp like I use MacGuffin? Yes. Okay. That makes more sense now. Yeah. So he's probably shemped as Batman. I think that's the point Got we were it. trying to arrive at. Right. You can also okay. you can also smoke Shemp. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing about Shemp is it grows so fast. Oh, it does. This is why I'm the number one super host. That's right. Oh no. That's a no no new no name that you've just coined mm-hmm. that we have to let die right now. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you stick <laughs> to Arch Nemesis? So the wise man throws Ash his weapons and he uses his boomstick, a Remington double barrel sawed off shotgun to frighten the inhabitants of the kingdom into helping him return to his own time and also freeing Duke Henry and his men. Sure. Other shemps. Just a whole bunch. Of, well, no, of, those are a lot of those are extras. Yep. Not the same thing as a shemp. No, I'm pretty sure. I heard it. When he, when he killed the thing, he, well, he hears, right? Sure. That wasn't even shemp. That was curly. They used to use shemp for boat sails as well back in the olden days. Yeah. You can make paper from shemp. Bruce Campbell stuck up his chin, and the wind catches it just right, and you're going westward, son. Carry on. Carry on. (laughs) Sally forth. So the only way to return to his time, according to the wise man, is to retrieve the Necronomicon, which contains a spell to get him home. The book will also help the kingdom get rid of all these deadites. I want to know what spell this was to get him home. Is it just convenient, like, chapter 26, get you back to Southern California? (laughs) I think it was a potion. Okay. <laughs> if you wait till the end of the movie, it's a potion, I believe. Fair enough. Ash agrees to help them retrieve the, the Necronomicon. It's like, fine, do it. <laughs> Get some home. I guess that's what he wants to do. The wise man tells him to speak a mysterious phrase when he takes the ne- Necronomicon. Klatu Verata Nikto, which is a nod to the film The Day the Earth Stood Still. Sure is. Made me very, very happy. I did not pick that up. I informed you of it. You did. On you the were like, spot, you know what that's me. from? And I was like, very fuck exciting. no. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we taught each other something today. Yeah. Shemp. Yeah. This is an educational show, after all. It's true. I, I feel like you are deep into Shemp Google right now. Oh. Looking uh, up something else. <laughs> I am in Shemp heaven right now, by the way. Just Googling Shemp's left and right. <laughs> I feel like when I talk about Shemp, I need to get nice and low like this. It's, you're listening to Shemp talk today. <laughs> you're listening to Shemp. Did you guys know that there's one, a, there's one a car made it completely out of Shemp? What's it really? No, absolutely not. How would that work? I don't know. It's when you use the low voice. I'll believe anything. Was it a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88? You know, 
Sam Raimi's personal car that he put in a bunch of his early movies? Maybe it was. While preparing for his quest, Ash becomes romantically involved with the local woman, Sheila, played by M. Beth Davids. Of course. Which, she had such a, a rough go in this movie, she almost she almost quit acting. That could use it. Uh, which, thank God she didn't. It's a lady shemp. Because then who would have been Peter's mom in The Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, where she had one line between the two movies? That's a good point. Or the grown-up version of, of the Pepsi girl in Bicentennial Man. Oh, which, wait, really? Okay, so hold on. Bicentennial Man's a real fucky movie. Yeah. Because- it's one of those things of he was owned, quote unquote, by the uh, Dr. Grant, whatever his name is, right. Jurassic Park man. Mm-hmm. And he's got the Pepsi girl, the right. Eisenberg girl. And she grows up into an M. Beth Davids. Yes. And then M. Beth Davids has a kid. And that kid grows up. To be M. Beth Davids. Again. Yeah. That's right. Double down. And then you have the M. Beth Davids and now the, the robotic Robin Williams who becomes a human. Right. And they, they do the- The stuff. The thing. What is going on with that movie? That movie is wild, but- has anybody ever done less to become an actor? I'm talking, of course, about Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Just the brother of the Pepsi girl? It's a good in. fuck is that? I don't know. It's not fair. It's a very good in. And the answer is probably, because wasn't Jamie Lynn Spears part of like mm, all that back I in the day? She was on all that, and then she had like a, like a Disney Channel show or something. Right. I still feel like she did more than- You think so? Yeah. Tori Amos? Can we add Tori Amos to the list? Can we? I don't know. I think we can. So I don't. I mean, who? Well, who's Tori Amos? Yeah, connected to what lazy way did she become famous? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong name, but wasn't her father the famous producer of like Beverly Hills 90210? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling. Spelling. Who is yeah. Tori Amos? Oh, Tori Amos. I'm sorry, it was very renowned for her hemp research back in the 1930s. <laughs> you mean Shemp? Shemp. I'm sorry, Shemp. I'm getting my own stupid joke mixed up. Shemp. <laughs> ah. Oh, you know, I can improve my memory by taking Shemp pills. Shemp true. oil. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yep. So anyway, yeah. And Beth <laughs> Davids didn't quit acting, and we got to see her in all those other movies Yay. that she's in, I think. Ash journeys for the Necronomicon, along the way passing a haunted forest. Ooh. Spooky. The Kandarian demon, which is really just a camera that, that rushes through the forest after him, pursues Ash through the woods. It's so Raimi. It's, it's crazy. It's like the most Raimi thing. Raimi has some very cool things where he will use this follow shot that's very, very quick and very low to the ground. Very low. And you also, it like it has the sound effect attached to it. And then when the actor looks back and it's on the actor, there's nothing chasing him for the most part. Yeah. Uh, he also likes to use the close-up on an object that's flying and you're flying along with the yes. object. And he yes. uses that the for The POV forever. shot for so nice flying through the air. This movie is very, very Raimi. It's yeah. super Raimi. If you thought Dark Man was Raimi, oh man, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and that that camera shot too is I, you know, obviously a callback to Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two. Which uh, Brian, if you have not seen those movies, I know Dave has, right, Dave? Oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. He 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 saw the shemp out of those movies, Brian. Those movies are worth a watch. <laughs> and Evil Dead One is legitimately a scary movie. But what I love about that shot in this movie is that you know, on its surface, it can seem kind of hokey, but the trees are splitting and falling down in front of this camera. Yeah. It really right. is an impressive kind of impressive. shot. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Fleeing, Ash ducks into a windmill for safety. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Here we go. This is where shit gets wild. Yeah, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. Yep. That night, he crashes into a mirror and he notices his reflection looking back at him, which normally you would see in a mirror, but this time it's a little different. The tiny reflections of Ash climb out of the shattered mirror and start torturing him. Yeah, it's it's little ashes just, just running around. Tiny little Bruce Campbells 
causing mayhem. It's the best. It's one of those things where if you thought that the actor in the new Charlie and the Chalks Factor, Deep Roy, Leon Palumpa, if he was annoying as all of these, like the same character over and over, he had to film that. That's insane. Constantly for like a hundred times. But what did the rooms look like? It's not important right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Campbell is a treat yes. seeing over and oh, over absolutely. as these super miniature, like a, a Gulliver's travel sized Bruce Campbell. I love it. It's so good. I love it so much. Yes. The reason that this movie works as well as it does is solely because of Bruce Campbell. Because he's got the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But he, he pulls off something. I mean, Sam Raimi helped. I mean, obviously, Sam Raimi helped. His style is all over this movie. But Bruce Campbell, he's got those leading man looks. He's a handsome guy. But he's also capable of like making himself look like a buffoon. But he does it without letting the audience know that he's in on the joke, which is really the impressive thing. You don't see that yeah, a lot. Right. Like, while I was watching this, I was trying to think about like if this movie was to be filmed today, who would be able to play Ash? And I know that the first instinctual answer would be Ryan Reynolds. But I don't think he'd be able to pull it off because he's too in on the joke all the time. Too self-aware. Right, yeah. right. I mean, Deadpool's kind of the proof of that. Exactly, right. yeah. He has no, there's there's a humility to the role that Bruce Campbell brings to this. That is a fantastic question. Yeah, that's why I'm the number one host in the ratings, which totally exists. I, I feel like it's one of those things because Bruce Campbell isn't a traditional comedy actor. Right. He's more of a, a horror actor, if anything, who just happens to have the really good comedy chops. I think that's what kind of helps. But Lakeith Stanfield. You think so? Mm-hmm. I do. I really do. Okay. I don't I don't hate that at all. I don't know who he's that is. A, he's just a really good actor though. That's he's he's very a phenomenal different. actor. But he's also he he's had his fair share of comedic roles. Yeah. Okay. Who is this? Maybe. Maybe. He's the guy who yells get out, get out in And uh, Get Out. In, that's the movie. Oh, time. I haven't yeah. seen Get Out yet. He's in other things too. He's in Atlanta. Which oh, okay. Is very yeah. good. Yeah. I feel like it's funny because you have all these actors now who don't really have set genres. They all like no, to try to break the genre. Jumps around at this yeah. point. It's, I mean, back in the day when Jim Carrey was still doing old school funny Jim Carrey thing, then he broke out into like something like an Eternal Sunshine. Right. Like that's the first like case Truman I show. remember thinking like, oh wow, you can change. Yeah. Like, Man in the moon. Very weird. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know who'll be great? John Hamm. Oh, I don't know. He's in so many comedies now that it's so hard he to, is. to picture him there. I don't know. I think that would be a good pick. He's got. The, I'll watch John Hammond anything. I know. He's That's got the, fair. We all so, would. He's a treasure. He's got the leading looks, and I, I'm thinking about his appearances on 30 Rock, where he just seemed like an absolute idiot. I feel like he might be able to pull it off. That's pretty fair. If I was to go a different direction, hear me out on this one. Sure. This is going to be a little bit out of left field. Okay. Not, I mean, Roseanne Barr. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what? It's too I am far out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Rashida Jones. Okay. That's a possibility. Right? Okay. So she has more of a comedy background. Yeah. But she could turn on the drama so easily. Absolutely. John Hamm can't? Yeah, I'm saying that. Oh, John Hamm can get <laughs> so dramatic. Me? How have you not seen any of John Hamm's dramatic roles? I've seen Mad Men. That's the most dramatic. Far from it. it. Really? Oh, I can't wait for January. I can't wait for January, Dave. Wait, what's in January? Stuff, things, you'll see. Oh, Everyone will see. that's Everyone what we call will a It'll be great. If you want to see a John Hamm dramatic role that'll really impress you, I recommend watching Shemp. It was a 2018 <laughs> documentary that he I thought he was going to make a real suggestion. I love that you are making Brian regret this show. Oh, oh big time. Yep. It's fantastic. Of course, yep. Dave is loving it. Yep. 
He didn't know what it was. I'm on the. I made him feel I dumb for a second today. Mm-hmm. It's nice, and I asked questions about it. Yeah, and then it just turned out it was just me using MacGuffin over and over yep. again. Yes, yeah, Sam Raimi likes to use Shemp. <laughs> you know who else liked to use Shemp? Ginger School. <laughs> <laughs> so these tiny reflections of Ash, they eventually knock him unconscious and tie him down. And when he comes to, he breaks free and he fights them. But one of them, one of them jumps down his throat. That's a problem. That that is a problem. So he's like, I got to drink some boiling water to get rid of this thing, but it doesn't work. The evil ash begins growing out of his out of his right shoulder. It's insane. It's absolutely wild. It makes no sense. I love it. I got to drink this boiling water, and you hear the little guy in his stomach, ah! but then an eyeball appears on his shoulder. Right, and then a second head pops out of his shoulder. And yeah. Then he splits with himself. And- he panics. He runs into the woods, and evil ash completely splits. And now there's, there's it's crazy two ashes. You have normal, stoic, heroic looking Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And then you have the same Bruce Campbell with just this weird, like just maniacal look to him. Zany. And he has both hands. It so. does, which is wild. That's how I could tell him apart. Fair enough. Ash shoots evil Ash in the face, slices him to bits with his chainsaw, and buries him. So he's probably gone forever. Right. Yeah. By the way, one of my favorite lines of the movie. Hey, uh, what's that you got in your face? Right before he shovels dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. When he finally arrives at the Necronomicon, he sees three books instead of one. And oh boy, how's he going to figure this out? By opening happen. all three books. Right. The first one sucks him into a hole, contorting his whole body, mostly his face, and he, he shakes it off, literally. Just right, like a cartoon. Exactly like a cartoon. Like Joel Schumacher, like, remember guys, we're filming, filming a, cartoon a cartoon here. The second book, bites him yeah i mean we've we've all seen harry potter we know how this goes i feel like they didn't do a great job being like hey man don't try to take these books minor consequences on both of these books they are minor though it's one of those like you're going to be pretty inconvenienced if you take one of the wrong books (laughs) i I don't have to tell you it's going to you're going to get to the right one eventually but man is it going to be annoying for you like 10 minutes yeah excuse me a minor inconvenience if it was a lesser man than ash he'd be dead I don't know. A book biting my hand probably won't kill me. Yeah. Uh, in this world of COVID, it would fucking destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the 1300s getting bit in the hand by a book. That's actually a very yeah. good point. I'd, I'd get the plague or yeah. what else doesn't exist? COVID. There he is. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. One of those podcasts, huh? <laughs> we got to gotta pander to that side, too, sometimes. Oh, sometimes man. we got to- feel yeah. like we're giving him enough heat. We'll give him one. I don't like it. <laughs> As a personal insight into the life of the ginger skull, I was uh, I had the misfortune of being on a dating website recently, or a dating app, I believe the kids call it, and I find this one profile, and every you get these opportunities to provide responses about your personality, and every response that she had was how COVID is fake and how wearing a mask is fake, and... I was very offended, and it was even worse because when I swiped right, she clearly did not swipe right on me and the whole thing either. So it was just. <laughs> I was going to say, that's when you messaged her to say, oh, so you are socially distancing, you hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And, oh, nice. you know what? Great point there. Yeah. She was socially. You could have proven her wrong, said, hey, get within six feet of me. She no wasn't socially <laughs> distancing. She was uh, individually distancing in that individual. Emotionally state. distancing oh, herself yeah. from the yeah. ginger skull. And in and, and her defense, oh, she only man. needs to be. I don't know, three and a half inches separated from me anyway. So that's a that's a that's a thinker joke. Is it? 
No. Doesn't well, feel like it? I had to think about it that long. <laughs> well, for some of your fans, maybe. I How do know. I connect this to Shemp? For for number one <laughs> for number one fan, Greg, uh, I'll explain that joke later. That's very fair, yeah. actually. Yeah. Take your time when you explain to him. Speak slowly. And he already knows. <laughs> so once Ash finds the real Necronomicon, he attempts to say the magic phrase, but realizes he totally forgot the third word. Well, he kind of put up a little stink when he learned the phrase. Like, I got it. I, I, got I know it. your damn words. So his way of getting around it was going, Klaatu Verata, Necronomicon. He doesn't get the third word out. Yeah. Yeah, he, he coughs his way through it, and then um, he ends up releasing some demons. Because, you know, you got to get those words right, or there's consequences. He grabs the book, and he runs back to the castle while the dead rise from their graves. Now, that's a problem. It's yeah. usually all around. not ideal. That's got to be the army of darkness. One would assume that that is the army of darkness. Right. It's not just a bunch of Rick James coming out. I, I just assumed that they were a Darkness! Darkness. I don't get it. I just assumed that they... <laughs> That they were a militia of darkness. I, I guess they're an army, though. I guess they, they, they have formal ranks. I feel like yeah. right now they're probably a militia, but in a second here, You're they right. get organized. Oh, because that's when- Because mm-hmm. during Ash's panicked ride back, evil Ash rises from his grave, his fresh grave. That makes it an army. unites all of the deadites into a hot tub time you gotta machine. You got figured that's kind of the, the grave you want to rise out of. Is a fresh one? It's a fresh one because the dirt's all loose and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's probably the easiest one to climb out of. Sure. Mm. It's fair. Yeah. So he assembles all of these people in- into what I guess you could call an army of darkness. Right. They start yelling, fuck your couch, just over and over. <laughs> darkness. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Despite causing the predicament that faces these medieval humans, Ash is like, I got to go home. Send me home. I got your damn book. Let me get out of here. And everybody's like, this guy's a dick, huh? He never, ever showed that he would not not be a dick. That's right. He's leaned into this. He's constantly been very dicky the whole time. Yeah, thus far, (laughs) not a great hero. Even Sheila is like, this guy, this fucking guy. Right? And then she gets captured by a flying deadite. Mm. Uh, Of course. And that's when Ash is like, all right, maybe I'm a shit human being and I should probably do something to help here. Finally. Yeah. And he decides to lead the humans against the demon army. And they're like, all right, we'll fight with you, those of us who are left. Exactly. Because a lot of people were like, let's get out of here. Pretty sure his speech was, they might have unity, but we have each other. And that's what we need to rely on right now. Yeah. I think that's all the Rick James jokes that I had. I I was hoping Uh that you were running out. There's got to be something else in there. I have no idea. Did you guys ever see that video of Rick James smoking all that shemp? (laughs) As soon as he I, as said, soon as I remember him saying, "Shemp's a hell of a drug." Yeah, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. not cocaine. Not cocaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're listening to the Shemp talk. The Shemp talk has gone on for so long. Go ahead, get smart again, Brian. Get smart again. Sorry that I tried to learn you something. Every time I come back, <laughs> mark my words. Every time I come back to this fucking podcast, it will be Shemp talk and 1.21 gigawatts inserted somewhere. Excellent. Well, so that was the last time we'll be hearing from the Ginger Skull. <laughs> it was a pleasure being on, everybody. Thank you very much. I uh, will go into 2020 and hopefully die. Thank you. That's how you defeat a supervillain. Right. And there was much rejoicing. So Yay! using Yay! <laughs> So using scientific knowledge from textbooks in the trunk of his Oldsmobile. We all have them there. Yep. Ways down the we back. Do. 
Interestingly enough, in Southern California, everything else in that trunk was actually stuff from Sam Raimi's trunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Also, when they dropped it at the beginning of the movie, the crane tipped over. They had like a, a 25 ton crane that tipped over when they were dropping the, the Oldsmobile. So they had to bring in an 80 ton crane to, to pull up the first crane and then redo the shot. <laughs> Just wonderful. <Ooh>. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious if they had to get another Oldsmobile or if they just used the same one. Who knows? You know what? I believe- Sam Raimi probably does. That he's had like multiple versions of that car. And I, I that's based on yeah. a trivia fact that I do not feel like researching again. So just take my word for it. You could just rewind like uh, 20 minutes when I said it. Oh, I could, but I don't know how to do hey! that in my audio. <laughs> so Ash and and his army of-, of Livings. Livings fight the deads. And they save Sheila. Oh, and he enlists the help of, of Duke Henry. Sure. He shows up yeah. at the last minute. Of course. And they, they claim victory over the, the dead guys. They do. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the dead guys for a second because it is an army of walking skeletons. <laughs> yes. It absolutely is. There's uh, so much stop motion stop happening Stop motion It's completely insane skeletons. to see because they're just chattering their mouths for dialogue and stuff like that. They're, I mean, it's clear stop motion. Yeah. And then you, I love whenever they like get exploded or something like that, how- then it's just live. Yep. Watching it happen is so well done. It's one of those things Sam Raimi's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Sam Raimi was yeah. actually at points intentionally trying to make it difficult on Bruce Campbell because he was having a hard time acting against nothing. And there were so many different enemies in certain shots where he was like, he was reacting to like a number list basically. And he was hating it. And Sam Raimi was like, lean in. Give him more. Make it a really complicated shot. So there were certain times where he had to do like 37 takes. <laughs> amazing. Because like Sam Raimi was like, fuck it, let's go. Of like Stanley Kubrick and George Lucas. Yeah. Of like, we're going to do this over and over again. And you're going to act against a tennis ball. But I'm going to do this for a full day because I hate actors. This Today is Stanley Kubrick. Is Believe it or not, this is oh, George Lucas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Said it was a mixture, didn't I? Nailed yeah. it. I guess. I'm George Lucas. I always wanted to incorporate a Jar Jar Binks into my movies, and this is finally the opportunity. Listen, uh, first and foremost, I fucked up that joke because I meant to say, hi, this is Stanley Kubrick, and I always wanted to incorporate a Jar Jar Binks. That would have made the joke (laughs) make a lot more sense. Otherwise, it's just a statement. (laughs) Right. Three points I want to make. Point number one, watching those skeletons run around giggling and killing people brought such a smile on my face. <laughs> Same. Point number two, the slow motion scenes of those skeletons getting their shit ruined also brought a smile to my face. Yeah. yeah. Point yeah. number three, and I don't know if this is going to be a controversial statement, this was a yes. more realistic battle scene than the Battle of Winterfell from Game of Thrones. I will back that up. In that everybody was attacking everybody at once instead of it just being a series of one-on-one fights? Uh, there's that. They were <laughs> they were actually leading their uh, battle from behind a castle wall instead of in front of it. That's true. They were, they were using a strategy as opposed to just running blankly and blindly into the dead. You got that castle wall. Why not use it? Yeah. And most importantly, you can actually see what the fuck is going on in this battle scene. So honestly, better- Because it's lit. Yeah. Honestly, better, than, better than Game of Thrones. Lighting's important. Yeah. Lighting in, is in important. Filmmaking. Really anything. If you want to see something, just light. Yeah. yeah. It's really good for seeing. Use light. Yeah. Now, to light this scene, because this was shot in the fucking desert of California, they had to use shemp. <laughs> yep. 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 We know. Yep. yep. Uh, yep. Sheila shows up. She's she's dead. Yeah, she died. She's all, like, I don't know, Morticia Adams style now, but, like, crazier. Yeah. But, yeah, insane Morticia Adams. I don't know. I like the line. 
when when she shows up. Which line? The, the one where he's like, "You got ugly, bitch." That's that can't be the line. That no, can't yes. be the line, but it's something like that. I believe the line is, "Honey, you got real ugly." What a line! Yeah, that's so what good. I said. Yeah, that's definitely what I said. <laughs> is this the part where Sheila yells out, "I may be bad, but I feel good." I hated it. <laughs> hated it. But it was it was amazing. It was so appropriate though, because she leans so hard in, so hard. And Beth Davids, there you go. That's her range. We saw it. Crushed it. So the wise man, because they be, they win, they win the battle, and then there's like the standoff between between the two armies, and then they just hug. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> between the the Henry the Red and the yeah the Lord Arthur and Lord Arthur with his shemp haircut. Yep, it was a it was a mo haircut if anything, but still no, it was a shemp. The shemp. Never gonna bring an actual fact ever again. Nope. <laughs> Do you mean that? Yeah. No. <laughs> So the wise man makes Ash's potion from the Necronomicon and sends him back to his own time. Ash is back at the S-Mart, which, actual IMDb trivia fact... Oh, dear. You just almost promised. <laughs> almost. And then I immediately said I would not. S-Mart is a real chain of grocery stores in Mexico. Shop Smart, shop S-Mart. There's their plug. Bam. We did it. He's telling a co-worker about his adventures back in time and how he could have been king. <laughs> we all know that guy at work too which is the best part oh yeah it's like when i think about like with work uh there used to be a guy who sat behind me at one of my past jobs and he would talk about his good old juco baseball days <laughs> and saying like i could have played in the majors man just if, i had a bad knee if coach would have just put me <laughs> in not the fact that you're five foot three and I've seen you walk and I can't imagine you running with that walk. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Bet you I could throw a football over them mountains. <laughs> One of the best pickup lines I ever heard. I was in Pittsburgh and there's this drunk guy, surprisingly a drunk guy in Pittsburgh, and he was talking to these girls. And his line was, you know, I went undrafted in the NFL. And technically, he was right. I mean, he was. He yeah, went not, up, he, I, could that. I could use that today. <laughs> yeah. You can use that. All of us could use that. Yeah. I like it. Well, I can't. People look at me and they'll just realize it's bullshit. He was at least above six foot. No, they would believe that you went undrafted. <laughs> no, I'm a physical specimen. I'm like a tiki barber, but just, you know. Not. That's who everyone goes to. That is. Think of everybody's specimens. Okay. That's okay. Right. Tiki barber. Okay. Okay. I was thinking of shorter running backs. Have you ever seen Tiki? He's about five foot two. I think you just like saying tiki as much as you like saying shemp. Tiki, tiki, shemp. Tiki, tiki, shemp. I do, actually. That's great. Why would you set him up for anything? Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, a deadite shows up in modern day at the S-Mart and starts wreaking havoc on the store. And then Ash fights it. And he and he defeats it. And he grabs a nearby co-worker, Angela Featherstone, popular actress. She's been in so many things. I, of course. We always do mm. sing about songs about her down here in the fortress. All the time. And he says, hail to the king, baby. And he passionately kisses her. So good. And that's the movie. What a film. What a wow. feature film. So good. So oh. good. So good. Bravo. This is not one of those movies that you could just talk about. You have to kind of experience no, it. No, it's, it's one that really needs to be taken in. Because realistically, every line that Bruce Campbell has is a one-liner. Realistically. Every single yeah. line. And so unless you're just going to quote the movie the whole way through. Which was an option. Yeah, it's definitely an option. <laughs> it's just such Still a fun and good movie, episode. though. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. You know, I was reading an article, and I'm, I'm looking up because I want to give, uh, uh, you know, credit where credit is due, and I'll, I'll get that in a moment. But this article was going into a review, like a, a you know, a postmodern review of this movie, 
and they were like, you know, in other movies we can point out deeper societal messages or themes that expand across horizons. But Army of Darkness is just there for fun. And that's why I love this movie because it's just a fun movie. It's not perfect. It's not clean. It's got a lot of issues to it. But it's just <laughs> it's just so much fun to watch. And it's a quick 82 minutes. And you can just put it on and forget about life for a little bit and enjoy yeah. yourself and enjoy Bruce Campbell. Oh, my God. I love this movie. It's really the perfect movie for 2020. It is. It's it kind really of what we is. need right now. We don't need a message all right. the time. I just need something mindless that's entertaining. What Dane Cook would call a blasty blast. Exactly. Yeah. No, never heard of him. But go on. He's a deadite. Yes. I saw him, <laughs> I saw him live, by the way. Um, by the way, I believe it was from the AV Club. The author was Scott Tobias. Oh, he just blew himself. Yeah. Where did you see Dane Cook live? I don't know if I want to go into that story, Dave. Oh, I believe you should now. <laughs> it's not a great story. Um, the worst part is that it happened two years ago. <laughs> Apparently. By, oh, wait, 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 by the way, by the way, didn't you guys just have recently a Dane Cook retrospective a couple episodes yeah. ago? Yes. It was warranted. It yeah, was we do needed. it a lot, actually. Yeah. By the way, apparently, allegedly, do your own research, not a great guy, and I'm not talking about the whole joke stealing thing. Apparently, he has like a girlfriend who is teenage? 12-ish. Yeah. yeah. And he's about 45-ish or something like that. Anyway, that's allegedly, don't sue the Cape Podcasters. Don't try to contact the Cape Podcasters at Cape Podcasters right. on Twitter. You don't want to try to get in contact with them <laughs> regarding any type of legal thing. However, I saw Dane Cook, I believe, with uh, a mutual friend of Dave's who will go unnamed for this podcast. Okay. I'll give <laughs> you I'll, I'll give you his initials. It, it, Jay Miller. No, that might be too specific. I'm sorry. John M. John M. We'll go with. That's fine. All right. Nailed it. I'm pretty sure I saw them down in Philadelphia, but I might also be. How fucking dare you invoke that city? Yeah, but I that city's also fine. Here's Dave. the thing. Here's God the thing. damn it. I might be confusing that with a Fall Out Boy concert I also saw in Philadelphia, which I don't Stop know. Stop going to Philadelphia. It's a lovely city. Okay, I hate it to is. say it. It is a lovely city. It truly is. Their football team is garbage. Their baseball That's team true. is garbage. Their hockey team yep. is garbage. Well, you know, you know. but uh, <laughs> their WNBA team is okay. Um, <laughs> Phenomenal, in yeah, fact. You know what? They got a lot of a potential. <laughs> but it's a, it's actually a fun city. But I believe I did see Dane Cook live. I'm not proud to admit it. It was either Dane Cook or Fallout Boy. So, you know. Right. Either way, you're wading through six inches of shit in the streets, 1800s London style, because it's Philadelphia. Do you want to Do you want to ask me who opened for Fallout Boy, by the way? <laughs> I feel like you're going to tell Just us. tell me anyway. I'm going to tell you. Uh, Gym Class Heroes and Plain White Tees of Hey There Delilah fame. Yeah, that was a concert. Yeah. And and honestly, Dane Cook. (laughs) Yeah, Dane Cook was Why not at that point? Dane Cook's going backstage asking the Plain White Tees, you guys got any any good jokes? Any any funnies lately? Huh? Huh? Hey, so I was talking to my my girlfriend. I'm like, hey there, Delilah. Uh, Uh-huh. What's it like in New York City? Because I'm down in Philadelphia. Am I right, people? I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable right now, actually. Because Philadelphia. No. Because of the ginger skull. <laughs> oh. I thought it was because my great- Hold on. Would you agree with me mm-hmm. that the ginger skull himself is the Philadelphia of guests? Oh, my goodness. Now, me and you have differing opinions yeah. 
of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, second question, uh, secondary question. Have you ever seen the Sean Connery, Catherine Zeta-Jones film, Entrapment? No. Oh. But I'm familiar with the word. That, it feels a lot like that. that that's really <laughs> what I was going for. Okay. <laughs> so if we were to compare the Juju Skull to a city, which city would it be? We just said Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It is Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Where Brian likes you and I, I've known you too long. <laughs> to know better. <laughs> Okay, you know what? There are worse cities to be compared to. I mean, we could make him like Boise. Ooh. No, Boise's lovely. Oh, so they threw been... the football over the mountains. I don't know. I Cleveland? might. I, I might compare myself to Cincinnati, which is mm. a drunk. You're in the right state, yeah. but that's not the right city. <laughs> I don't know. A drunken shithole of a city that might be me. Beautiful. All right, Army of Darkness. We'll let you have Cincinnati. How many cities are we going to alienate right now? I was prepared for one. Oh, okay. Let's keep on going. Boise's fine. It was just the first one that came to my head. You know Fair what? enough. Boise can go fuck itself. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I tried. War with Boise. <laughs> I'd also like to reiterate, especially after the Dane Cook thing earlier, that the expressed views of the Ginger Skull are not necessarily those of the Kate Podcasters. That's true. Right. And if you have any complaints, please email the Kate Podcasters at gmail.com. <laughs> and I will forward your message onto the Ginger Skull and whatever kind of court documents you have. So, Rotten Tomatoes! Rotten Tomatoes! That's a website that gives ratings to movies. Correct. One one hundred, Dave. You go first. Are we doing uh, critic score or user score? Always. That's critic. not an answer to that. Critic. Sixty-five. Brian. Seventy-seven. Brian's closer. Seventy-three. Uh-huh. Son of a bitch. There you go. Audience scores eighty-seven percent. Nice. Which checks out. Yeah. Fully. Big time. Probably too low. Probably. Roger Ebert. He did see this movie. Good. While alive, he could have seen it now. Also, as a deadite, he'd actually be one of the deadites. He's the deadite. You'd be able to pick him out real easily because all the skeletons look the same. His look a little <laughs> oh, different. Oh God! What would be different? Uh, the walk mostly. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, that, ch- that checks out. Yeah, I'm it's thinking. I'm thinking of that Sally Forth joke right now. <laughs> all right. Okay. I still don't get it. <laughs> no. No. Oh, so okay. So the joke is when Evil Ash is trying to urge his troops on, he says Sally Forth, but his jaw keeps on dislocating. So he goes Sally Forth. Sally Forth. Oh, oh, that is yeah. very Sally good. Forth. That was actually, in retrospect, a wonderful joke. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Coming from the Philadelphia of hosts, you're welcome. <laughs> I thought we decided on Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Not important. As long as it's not Roger crazy. Ebert gave this movie two out of four stars. He said, the special effects in Army of Darkness are ingenious and a lot of fun. <laughs> the makeup is state of the art. So are the severed limbs, geysers of blood, etc. The movie isn't as funny or entertaining as Evil Dead 2. However, maybe because the comic approach seems recycled. Then again, the movie seems aimed at an audience of 14-year-olds <laughs> who would have been eight when Evil Dead 2 came out. So maybe this will all seem breathtakingly original. I never saw Evil Dead 2, so... It's very good. Thought it was phenomenal. I like how he said that uh, makeup is state-of-the-art. It's like... I guess we're going to go there because we're living in an age of special effects at this point with yeah. Jurassic Park. Like, well, let's talk about something else other than special effects because this one does not hold up with special effects, which is okay. I feel like they were probably fine in 93. Jurassic Park. Didn't that come out in 94? I mean, yeah, we're splitting hairs here, but. No, Jurassic Park's 1993. Oh. No. Yeah. But this is February 93. <laughs> <laughs> I Googled it just for Brian. June 11th, 1993. Yeah. See? So this is ahead of its time. I guess so. I guess. Or a product of its time. Right. And Jurassic Park Man's name is Sam Neill, by the way. <laughs> I'm glad we got to go back and look at that. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. 
We're Stadium. saying that this movie is better than Jurassic Park, is from what I understand. Yes, yes. visually. Yeah, visually. A it, spectacle uh, it to was, behold. This really was the greatest visual spectacle of all time. Especially 1993. For about four months. <laughs> so that's something. I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> that's 100% partially true. Okay, so this actually leads to a very <laughs> important question that I need you guys to answer. Somehow I doubt it's important. <laughs> Who has more sex appeal? Bruce Campbell as Ash or Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm? Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I want to go first. Okay. Something about Goldblum saying, must go faster, must go faster, gets me going yeah. on the insides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then something about Bruce Campbell saying, give me some sugar, baby, also does the same, gives me the same feeling. It's true. Inside. It's yeah. true. This is a tough one. This is like Sophie's Choice. But I like the idea of Goldblum rubbing my hand with water. Yeah. For like saying, this is chaos theory. How are we right. going to throw down? Life uh, finds uh, a way. Life finds a way. But then I also like the idea of Bruce Campbell in this with his metal hand. And after he finished, she goes, groovy. Groovy. Oh. So this is really complicated. It's tough. This is the most difficult question asked on this podcast. Folks, going to need you to write in and tell us if you would rather do Bruce Campbell from Army of Darkness or Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. This is very important. I need to know. What the people think. That's right. It's important. Now, when you say do. Intercourse. Now, when you say intercourse, I'm unfamiliar with all of these aspects. <laughs> it's been a very long quarantine. That checks out. <laughs> now, when a man and a woman both swipe right on each other uh-huh. <laughs> together. Uh-huh. Regardless of their mask beliefs. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, they get within three and a half inches of each other. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's, that seems dangerous. I don't like One that. One gets three and a half inches inside something else, actually. The three and a half inches will overlap at a point. Yeah. This seems confusing. I like that we're putting this in Novak terms. Right. It has to be, we have to boil it down. Now, wait, is boiling actually involved in this process or no? Because that it seems- It can even... be if you're doing it right. Oh, okay. Right. It's... That's why they say, oh, that's hot. <laughs> oh. For all the women listeners of the Cave Podcasters and- for some of the more handsome men listeners of the Cape Podcasters, please write <laughs> yeah. in. Right, too. You're doing it wrong at CapePodcasters.com or whatever. That's not <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. It's, uh... <laughs> Put on Facebook. Write to us at CapePodcasters.com. Tell us who you'd rather do. There are no one-star reviews for this movie. None? None. Well, there are, but it was a lot of, this uh, movie's amazing, and man, this kept skipping. Ah. Oh, and yeah. I have to imagine that was really just the skeletons walking. And they're like, oh, no. My, my great Stop special effects looks months. like skipping. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing. Oh, you know what? This movie was supposed to come out in 1992, which would have given even more lead time on Jurassic Park. Yeah. But the film got shelved by Universal for like a year because one of the producers was holding the rights to Hannibal Lecter. And they, they were like, fine, we're not going to put out Army of Darkness. Show you. That's really what it's, they're going to hold over their head? Yep. Was this before or after? Silence of the Lambs had won. This would have been after. I think so, yeah. What a weird power Ooh, move. If right? I've ever heard one. Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah, no, he's De, a piece of De garbage. Laurentiis. He's a human piece of garbage. Yeah, he was producer on this movie. and Yes, he was. He was He was holding these rights to Hannibal Lecter, and, and Universal was like, come on, man. We want to make another Hannibal movie, I think. I don't know. I didn't really look that far into it. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I guess let's just give this thing a super stuff score. Yeah, we could do that. Or... And now for another edition of the Cape Podcasters Theater. 
What do you got for us this week, Brian? This week, as always, we have a script written by a bot, which was not really written by a bot. It was written by Keaton Patty, comedy writer. Genius comedy writer. At Keaton Patty on Twitter. He's also got a book coming out. You can pre-order it on Amazon. It's called I Forced a Bot to Write This Book. AI meets BS. It's great. Or I imagine it's great. because I already have it pre-ordered. I've I can't read wait. from him has been great. Yeah. Um, the premise here is I forced a bot to watch a thousand hours of horror movies and then asked it to write a horror movie of its own. Here's the first page. Uh, I'll be doing the narration and the parts of Teen 1 and Teen 4. Ooh. Dave, <laughs> you'll be doing Teen 2 and a surprise character. And Novak, Ginger Skull, will be doing Teen 3 and The Old Man. Ooh, okay. An old, old man. Okay. All right, he's already in character. I love it. Okay, I'm practicing. (laughs) It's because I'm a professional. I'm going to start us off then. Go ahead. Horror movie. Exterior. House that wears hockey mask. (laughs) An old man. An old man cuts the grass by stabbing it with an axe. Four teens arrive in a car that runs on sex. They exit car. It is spring break. Time for teens to guzzle fluids and die off. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Old man, you do not belong. We rent this house for a week of young times. I am caretaker. I care. Do not stay in house. Kitchen is a monster. Witch is basement. <laughs> Beds are ghosts. Sink hates priests. TV is a book. Get buried. You're a waste of age. Teen 2 is the state jerk. His college major is vodka law. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe we leave. This place gives me the creps. Stop acting chicken. Your virginity is making you a bird, as usual. (laughs) The house door swings open. A little girl comes out, orphanly. Your sobriety is not appreciated. Teen 2 throws a can of gin at the little girl. (laughs) The little girl turns into a Texas chainsaw, but is still an orphan. Die, y'all! Houston, Dallas! Teen 3 makes a scream. Teen 4 makes a scream, too. The Texas Chainsaw cuts off Teen 2's body. His blood says hi to all. No! Teen 2 needs a body to drink! (laughs) Teen 3 calls 911, but a Frankenstein answers and is upset. Run to the car! Go! I end this! Teen 1 and Teen 3 run into house. Teen 4 runs into Chainsaw. This is not the car! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is beautiful well wow. that is done <laughs> the mental visual that i have of someone throwing a bottle of gin at a little girl oh Mwah. chef's kiss and i they... love that it was a can of gin that's a not a thing that's oh. right it's not a thing yet <laughs> not until truly gets their mitts on the gin game <laughs> it's coming it's gotta come gin's gotta have it come up and they say the theater is dead oh wonderful it's not it just lies here Buried on a superhero comic book podcast. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in there. (laughs) Can we please, please give this thing a super sub score? Yeah, let's do that. Story and motivation. One. Why do I feel like you're going to interrupt every category with the exact same thing you just said? I'll let you finish. Okay. The story is, he goes back in time, he's got to get back. It's a wonderful tale. Fair. It's kind of simple. Yeah, yeah. motivation is very It's like Homeward Bound without the dog, cat, and the porcupine or whatever. (laughs) What? Homeward Bound? Porcupine? Yeah. Doesn't the one dog get porcupine in the face? Yeah, actually, yeah. he does get yeah. it. It's not, it's not one of the main characters, but okay, yeah. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think that the, the porcupine's the real hero in that. And the kind motivation? Of like, yeah. like Johnny Lawrence and Cobra Kai. 
I completely Talking forgot that heroes. that dog got his shit ruined by a porcupine. I completely yeah, forgot about that. That, that dog got lit yeah. up. Yeah. They probably had to put like those quills in that dog's face every day from then on oh, no. for continuity. Oh, yeah. You got to imagine that like Tom Savini doing makeup on that or whatever, the horror specialist, just sticking little quills on a dog's face <laughs> like, oh, God, you yeah. thought my dog Skip was bad. I will never watch the movie the same <laughs> way again. Motivation, get home. So the motivation is the same as the story, Dave? Yep. Oh, okay. So one. I'm hesitant, but I'm going to allow it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we have a baseline set. This is good. No, that is, the baseline. that is not the baseline. This is good. Hero. Uh, one, easy. Yeah. You up? One. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. The hero yeah. here is definitely a one. No mm. argument needed here. Villains. It's also kind of the hero, just bizarroed and dead. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, therefore, but... if you have a living Ash that is the hero and you have a dead Ash that's the villain, mm-hmm. that's got to be a one. It doesn't it's like a, have it's to opposite. It doesn't have on the to nose. be. That's kind of the best type of hero villain that there could be. I don't think so. No, this I, I will make an argument for one for the villain. His rationale is very clear. He oh, yeah? hates What's that. He hates people that are living because people that are living are terrible. But he himself was alive for part of the movie, and he knows you're saying how part. Te- he was alive for three seconds. Yeah, and he uh, knows it was than based three on, seconds. and he knows based on those three seconds how terrible it is. Therefore, yeah, because a human killed him. Uh, yeah. No, this is not. This does not add up. Yes. What? <laughs> Brian? Brian, trust me on this one, because I'm going to be throwing a negative in this score. So just bear with me. I think we can do one for villain. <laughs> um, I think I got to bring it down to at least a .75. Deal. Okay, fine. I'm still going a negative with something. Because, because. Dave, we got him. We got him right where we want him. Oh, <laughs> oh my ropes. God, you guys. Against those guys. ropes, which are made out of shemp. Now, you remember how you bullied me so much in Power Rangers? Barely, and Welcome. you more than Welcome made back. up for it with Demolition Man well, being in our top all, ten. Demolition Man's amazing. First uh-huh. of all, I see your strategy here. You just bring on the, on Wait the a gender skull because he'll blindly agree with anything you say. Uh, uh, first off, well, yeah. First off, first off, number one, how dare you? Second off, of course. <laughs> and number three, I forgot I was also on that for Demolition Man, I, except for Spawn. I think I've been on for the best movies on this podcast and the worst and the worst. So, and, well, bounced out. Yeah, sure. We'll call it balance. It all balances out. Parents, no idea. Zero. Uh oh, should it be parents or teamwork? For what it's worth, he's what are you kind talking of talking about. Should it be teamwork? Oh. There's one hero. <laughs> That's a good point. There's one hero, but he organizes and uh, joins. Nope. He joins together. Shut it barely. No, no, no. barely. He, he joins Hesitant. together. Okay, let's do teamwork. Negative. Negative. We're negative. We're going he teamwork. joins together two warring factions into one future nation. If you remember the line at the end of the movie, they are joining together to form a whole new nation. That's at least a point two five. No, no, two that's, five for that's, teamwork. That actually reflects on the hero, so we should move hero to one five. I think we're gonna leave hero alone because it's already written, and <laughs> I, we're gonna we're gonna leave parents at a zero. That was worth a try. Okay. Well, you know what, Stephen, if you're listening, write in next week and complain about. You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> say, say we should have given parents a score. negative point two five. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Female characters. Uh, that's a negative point five. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's even it's, generous. It is. I love this movie. I love this movie. But watching it, I'm, with, I'm actually willing to go lower. But and like you know what? I would actually lower. a negative one might not even be <laughs> unnecessarily warranted. I love this movie, but there are no women characters in this movie, and the no. women that they do have are not characters. They are props. They are either but, there to be an evil witch or to be made out with by Ash or both. 
Yeah, or or <laughs> put, put in the se- awkward sexual situations as well with that skeleton, which is a uh, I don't want to use the R word, but it was very close to it. it yeah, negative. I, I would be I would feel comfortable with negative one. I Let's, think we're going to negative right. one. I think that's I right. Think that's, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the right thing to do here. Yeah. Although teamwork should have been a one, but go on. <laughs> Setting. It's medieval times. It's the Mojave Desert. Yeah. England. Yeah. Dinner and tournament. I love that you said that. Do you know that the original title of the movie was Medieval Dead? (laughs) It would have been so much better. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. good. It's phenomenal. But Universal was like, no. No puns. (laughs) exciting. It's a castle. It's the desert. It's a castle. I would be desert. It's a graveyard. Point five? Generous, but I'll I'll, I'll allow it. it. I'll allow it. It's you know what? It's generous, but at the same time, the windmill is something that sticks with you. The that's cemetery is something that's, that's that fair, sticks right? with you. So. <laughs> I don't know. The cemetery sticks it, out. I don't know. Those are the gravestones, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Style and tone. One. Yeah. Easy. Point, yeah. One point five. One five. This had the best special what? effects of all time for four months. As we've argued. No, we didn't argue it was the best of all time. <laughs> all time. We just said that it wasn't living in the shadow of Jurassic Park when it first came out. Right. That's important to note. And I mean, style. That. Yeah. One. H- have you seen a movie? <laughs> all right. One. One. One's all good. right. Fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. Music. Two. Two. Okay. Yeah, On was... what basis? Daniel fucking Elfman. Did the theme song. Yeah. And at that point, they were like, cool. Good job. Let's bring in the other guy. Yeah. Who we can't even spell his name right on the poster. That's correct. That's still <laughs> All right, so one. Danny Elfman won. I will I will allow the one because I was humming along with the theme song <laughs> while the credits were rolling. And I have a witness. It's very true. <laughs> I seen it. Yeah, jo- Joseph LaDuca. They actually on the poster they wrote his name as Joseph DeLuca. Gosh, his yeah. parents Ooh. are never gonna be proud of him. So but Danny Elfman. So one. One liners. That's a two. I want to start at two. I, yeah. I'm going to cap you at two. I will take a two. And two, two. Gladly. Two is warranted here. Groovy. And impact on the genre. Ooh, that's an interesting one. So this is a comic book movie eventually. Eventually. <laughs> I like that we framed it as, no, it totally fits. It was a comic, but it wasn't until like years after the movie Correct. came out. They were like, Boy, still make it a comic. Mental gymnastics. That just shows if you have a request- we could probably make it a comic book movie as long as you try hard enough. Yeah, right. He didn't have to try that hard. He uh, didn't. It so, took one Google to go. Yep. Yep. On, on the negative aspect of this, they were supposed to get a fourth movie, and that never happened. Right. They ended up changing the ending of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. They were supposed to go to a dystopian uh, Europe, or I'm sorry, dystopian England, and that was deemed too depressing. So they went to whatever the ending was with this movie. S smart. On the negative, yeah, you have that. On the positive, though, this did spawn a fairly popular Showtime spinoff, which was also then canceled. So I have no clue where you're waiting. <laughs> well, everything everything gets canceled at a point. Everything also, gets everything canceled. gets rebooted at some point. So It's true. Yeah. Also, somebody watched this movie and said, man, he'd make a good Spider-Man movie one day. That's true. Oh. Somebody did watch this movie and go, you know what? I'd like to see him do Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Three of them, in fact. And then maybe a Doctor Strange down the road. Right. I'm very willing to go 0.5 yeah, for I impact think on the genre. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm good with that. That is going to give Army of Darkness a total score of 5.75. I feel like we failed this movie. Yeah, that's uh, way too low. Can we go back? I figured you guys were going to say that was low, but a negative one will do that to you. Yeah. Can we go back? 
Teamwork. I'm telling you, Teamwork won. He joined those. England would not exist today if it was not for Bruce Campbell. (laughs) Talk about impact of the genre. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you have it. I'm Ray Tarkness. We did a thing. Brian, what do we talk about next week? Next week, we're getting back to like actual superhero movies. Finally, for the first time after episode 100. (laughs) We're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Right. We had to push it back just a little bit because we did have to cover Black Panther when we did. Right. So now it's time for Guardians. We're back here. We're we're back to what we said we were going to do a while back. Right. Kurt Russell's going to be here with us on the couch. Yep. I can't wait. Sitting right next to Colin Firth. Yep. They're going to be hanging out together. (laughs) It's a sexy pair. It's not a not sexy pair. That's for sure. That couch is going to get gross. Certainly not an unsexy pair. <laughs> no. And that couch is already gross to begin with. Not wrong. Do I want to know? I don't want to know. I sit on that couch sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't want to know. Brian, can I give you future life advice? Don't sit on that couch. Let's just say the leather isn't what's making it sticky. Yeah. Now I don't know where to sit where I when I, we do cupped podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's the semen that makes it sticky. The the semen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna. That was gonna be my follow up well, question. I, I was gonna get a text message from Greg. I just wanted to address it now. So, <laughs> Greg would totally sit on that couch. By the way, that's a joke that only three of us get, which is great. Yep. Hi, Greg. <laughs> Neat. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Like and follow us on all the social media at Kate Podcasters. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch where we do the aforementioned cup podcasters after we record on Mondays and Tuesdays and occasional Wednesdays. Sure. <laughs> you can also join us on Patreon for our exclusive not-so-super movies. This month, we are doing The Karate Kid. Right. And last month, we, we did Duck Soup. That's right. And both of those are, well, Duck Soup's available now. Karate Kid's coming later this month. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, email them to katepodcasters at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the Super Stuff store. On our website, where 10% of everything that's purchased is going towards the Extra Life Foundation, which benefits the Children's Miracle Network. Put our stuff on your body for a good cause. Yes. And when are we getting Ginger Skull items to that store, by the way? Oh, probably never. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, hear me out here. I have a couple ideas for Ginger Skull items, you know? Please pitch them right now, please. All right. You can do a a Ginger Skull mask that slowly suffocates you. You That's can a possibility. Do, that yeah. is. Uh-huh. You can do a, uh, a a ginger skull cock ring that also uh, doubles as a pinky ring if you want to. <laughs> That's a multi-use. That's great. It's like the Swiss Army knife of cock rings, really, when you think about it. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swiss, yeah. It's like shaped like a bottle opener, too, which is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> Corkscrew, like ducks. Like ducks. I feel like I want to shark tank your your ideas. Uh huh. And just because you spoke, for that reason, I'm out. Ginger <laughs> Skull Dave, thank you for being here, bud. Guys, thank you for, uh, I don't know what. You're welcome. I'll say that. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for having me. Amazing. Amazing. Always a pleasure. Oh. I'm sure someone would say. Yeah. That pleasure is all yours. <laughs> That liars would say. (laughs) (laughs) We love doing this so Uh much. Yep, yep. We will see you next week for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Same pod time? Same pod. My fair lady. Ha!
Dave, that is Army of Darkness. What do you think happens post-credits? So, post-credits, we see Ash making out with his BOF after destroying that deadite when all of a sudden another portal opens and he gets sucked into it, right? And where does he get dropped? But he gets dropped off in some random street in middle America, USA. And he's hanging out there and all of a sudden he sees... Cincinnati. Well, you know, Cincinnati. I don't want to put a label on it. (laughs) There are Bengals walking around and nothing else. (laughs) Not somewhere as nice as Philadelphia, but somewhere definitely (laughs) better than Cincinnati. And fuck you, Boise, Idaho. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird war. Yeah. Anyway, he sees this kid fall from a tree, right? Hits down to the ground. So what does he do? He takes a shotgun. Obviously, this is deadite. Shoots him in the head. All of a sudden, an old man comes around and he goes, what are you doing? And Ash goes, you need to bring me back to my timeline right now. Tell me what I need. Where's the Necronomicon? What do I need to get back? And the old man goes, 1.21 gigawatts. (laughs) (laughs) Told you I'd fit it in somewhere. There it is. Beautiful. Brian. Yeah. What do you think happens after this movie ends? I think we see Ash being the king, kissing his lady, and then he goes back to work at the S-Mart, and there's another fellow employee. His name's Bubba. And and he's like, anyway, like I was saying, Shemp is like the fruit of the, the <laughs> land. <laughs> yes. You, you can make Shemp rope, Shemp textiles, Shemp clothing, Shemp shoes, Shemp food, Shemp paper, bioplastics, Shemp insulation, We're getting, Shemp biofuel. I should say, as the director of this, that there are... Intercut scenes of Bubba and Ash cleaning toilets yep. on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, <laughs> and riding on a bus. And it's amazing. <laughs>